0: Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. My cu- Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And now we come to our time of prayer, and as we usually do on a Sunday morning, we have our prayer chorus first. Um let us see God. We have felt your touch in the sunlight and seen your power in the waves. We have wondered at your mystery in the stars, and we marvel that the maker of the universe knows us by name. We are here, God. We are here
1: to praise and worship you. We are here, Jesus.
0: We know that you came to find us. We have listened to your words and smiled at your stories. We have felt the warmth of your love, and we thank you that you have called us friends. We are here, Jesus. We are here
1: to praise and worship you.
0: We are here, Holy Spirit. We are grateful for your presence, grateful for the way you bring us close, for the way you comfort us and challenge us and keep us right. We are here, Holy Spirit. We are here to praise and worship you. We are here, God, in this moment, in this place, and we thank you that you are here with us, You know us, God. We do not have to pretend with you. In the silence of your love, we bring to you the things that trouble us, that are are on our hearts, that we lift up to you. Lord, we pray for all of those who are suffering from this coronavirus. We pray for our bishop, for our district superintendent. We pray for Barbara DeClue as she recovers from knee surgery. We pray for those who were to be together for spring break and cannot be, who are planning trips and they have been canceled. We pray for the people of Italy who are facing such terrible choices right now. And we pray that there is good news from China as the number of new cases is down. We pray for our county supervisors as they lead us in this time We pray for all of those at Health and Human Services and especially our sister Carrie here as they do your work through their work. And now in the silence of our hearts, we lift up the concerns concerns that I have not named aloud. Listen to the words of Jesus, words that we can trust Do not be afraid. With confidence we pray as he taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Let us sing.
1: reading from Mark chapter 12 28 through 34 one of the scribes came near and heard them disputing with one another and seeing that he answered them well he asked them which commandment is the first of all Jesus answered the first is here O Israel the Lord our God the Lord is one you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength the second is this you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Then the scribe said to him, you are right teacher, you have truly said that he is one and besides him there is no other. And to love him with all of the heart and with all the understanding and with all of the strength and to love one's neighbor as oneself. This is much more important than all the whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he had answered wisely, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God, and that no one dared to ask him any question.
0: So the last couple of weeks, we have seen how the religious leaders, the scribes, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, keep trying to trip Jesus up, to set him up to lose the support of the crowd so that they can move against him. Well, today's encounter with this scribe is different. He approaches Jesus while others are provoking him, and he's impressed with how Jesus answers. So he decides to ask a question of his own. Teacher, what is the greatest commandment? Jesus realizes that this is a different, a a serious question, and he gives it a serious response, drawing from the Torah. First, love God with all of your being, and second, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these, he says. Well, the scribe is sold. You're right, he agrees. And he goes on to reflect that nothing, no burnt offering or sacrifice can take the place of the love of God. And Jesus rewards his insight by telling him that he is not far from the kingdom of God. You know, what a great passage to read this week. The world feels like it is spinning out of control. I've seen some email exchanges from good, faithful people that make my heart sink as their fear overcomes their love. Some TV people are trying to sell peace of mind by telling their audiences that if you send in money, they will pray for you and you will be safe. And I bet someone will do it because our fear is greater than our love. We want some assurance that we are safe, And to love like Jesus puts us outside the safety zone. Burnt offerings and sacrifices we can manage. We can control those, but to love is not safe. It's even dangerous and maybe foolhardy. Look at us tonight. Beth, Carrie, and Susan are here with me. We are practicing good social distancing, but there is no guarantee that we are completely safe. Yet our love for God and for the neighbors we have in you bring us here. None of these ladies hesitated when I asked, are you willing to help me? I've seen amazing acts of love from folks this week. One couple looked at their finances and realized in spite of the market plunge, they were going to be all right, better than all right. So they went to the bank and withdrew some cash. Then they went to one of their favorite restaurants and left envelopes there for each of the servers. They explained to the manager, it might be a while before we can eat here again, and we want the servers to have something. They realized that with fewer customers, those servers who depend on tips would not bring home as much money. The wife expressed regret that they hadn't been able to do more. I don't know, I told her. They have more today than they hoped for. They know someone cares about them. Letting love be greater than our fear doesn't mean we have to make big gestures or endanger ourselves. I know it's no surprise to you to know that Kathy Sutherland's spiritual gift is baking. We talked this week and I asked if she would do some baking for some of our folks while she is at home. No hesitation in her answer, yes. And some of you have already enjoyed her efforts. Is there any better way to feel love than with a homemade chocolate chip cookie? As we enter our time of silence, think about the times this week when God has invited you to put love ahead of fear. How did you respond? Give thanks for the spirits empowering you to show God love and to show God's love to someone else. And then ask God, how you can put love first this week. Let us pray.
1: Mark 12, 38 through 40, as he taught, he said, beware of the scribes who like to walk around in long robes and to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and to have the best seats in the synagogues and places of honor at banquets. They devour widows, houses, and for the sake of appearance,
0: say long prayers. They will receive the greater condemnation. You know, despite the one scribe who gets it, Jesus gives a warning to the crowd. Beware of the scribes. Why? Because they're more concerned with themselves and their status than in caring for those whom God charges us to pay attention to, widows in this case. In fact, Jesus says that they devour widows' houses even as they wear their impressive religious garb. In a previous church, one of the members was a retired bank president, It was a small, local bank, and he knew all the customers. He knew when someone needed a little extra, when he needed to step in and even forgive the debt. He was a kind and generous man who tried to live his faith every day. Sometimes he had to make hard decisions and say no, but he practiced grace and love in his dealings with the people he served. It was hard to hear the bishop tell us that It was time to close the buildings. But she said something very important. We are not closing the church. These buildings don't make us the church. The Holy Spirit does. And God has charged us with the care of the least in his kingdom. He has been watching. Oh, pardon me. Who is this today? Children whose education has been abruptly interrupted? Workers whose jobs are gone or insecure and who live paycheck to paycheck? Elderly who are afraid to venture out for fear of getting sick? Homeless who often have other illnesses that increase their vulnerability to the virus? These are the people who may be coming to us as the church and to us as individuals. How are we going to respond? How are we going to be the church for them? I'm so thankful for Loretta Milne for reorganizing the colonies and finding shepherds for them. I'm so grateful to the shepherds for their, the care of their people in their colonies. I'm sure that you will hear from yours soon, or if you have not already. Please, please let them know of any needs or concerns you have. There are willing, people who are willing to shop for you, do errands, be your hands and feet. As I watched the bishop speak, I heard her telling of the outreach by our Bay Area churches to officials there, offering the use of their now empty buildings in this crisis, and it inspired me. After talking with our A-team chair and our leadership board chair, I reached out to the county here offering our now empty space if there is a need. Is it a surprise to you that this church is seen as an important asset to the community? It shouldn't be. You have a reputation as a place that cares as people who love others. So it won't shock you to hear that the county responded quickly and we are talking about how we can help in this crisis. As we enter our next time of prayer, I invite you to confess to God where you might be most concerned about appearances or how things are done rather than on the care of the most vulnerable among us. Ask the Holy Spirit to open your heart to the widow, the orphan, the homeless. Let us pray.
1: 1241 through 44. He sat down opposite the treasury and watched the crowd putting money into the treasury. Many rich people put in large sums. A poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which are worth a penny. Then he called his disciples and said to them, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the treasury. For all of them have contributed out of their abundance, but she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she
0: had, and she had to live on. So I've always heard this as a stewardship sermon, you know, the widow's mite, and how she gave so sacrificially. That's probably because we never read the verse that comes right before it. Jesus has just finished warning the people about the scribes who devour widows' houses when a widow appears and places her offering in the box. It's out in public. Everyone can see what you give, and she doesn't give much. But Jesus immediately recognizes that she has given a great deal. In fact, all she had. He's been watching carefully. He recognizes her poverty and her offering and draws the attention of the disciples to her. His words describe what she has done and acknowledges that she did give sacrificially. But they aren't really words of praise. They aren't telling us that this is how we should give. Unfortunately, that's how we've used it. Remember the story I told you a few weeks back about a man who told me that he didn't want to have anything to do with the church because of the demands one church made on his family when they were having hard times? They wanted them to fulfill the pledge they had made despite financial hardships. In fact, they demanded it. Sadly, that's not the first time I've heard that kind of story Another person has related how the church told his mother, a single mother, that she should go out and get a second job to pay her fair share. Why do we do this? Is it any wonder that one of the most closely guarded secrets in a church is who gives how much? But it's not just about money. I've seen pastors who are posting online about angry parishioners call them to protest the lack of in-person worship right now. You know, some of you may be upset that we closed the buildings and that you can't come today. Beth Tomsic had to push me this week because I was less cautious than I should have been. How is that different from, than the pressure placed on this widow to pay her temple tax? even if it meant going without food. We are to care for, to protect people like this widow. If that means I have to give up sharing the same physical space with you for a time, that's not such a terrible price, is it? I may not be in a vulnerable category in this health crisis, but you might be. And I might be a carrier who makes you sick. No, I don't like the changes. And yes, I am fearful that however many weeks off from church that we have, some of you may decide that sleeping in is better than getting up to sing hymns and hear the word proclaimed. And unlike the schools, I can't send Lori vaguely after you. But I have to let go of my fear and act out of love. And that means, for a while, we will have to worship together virtually. We are in uncharted waters. And as this crisis continues and perhaps deepens, we're going to feel helpless and afraid. In our fear, it will be easy to take refuge in rules and the way it has always been done. It makes us feel like we're in control. Well, it looks like the Spirit may be doing a new thing and we're going to have to trust God As we go forward, which brings us back to the beginning. As we enter our final time of silence and prayer, I invite you to take a coin in your hand and have the words in God we trust facing you. Imagine that it's God's hand holding this coin, like Jesus held the coin with Caesar's image on it. Curl your fingers around the coin and believe that God holds us in his palm. Fulfilling those words, in God we trust. Let us pray. As we prepare to to hear our uh, offering invitation and offertory i invite you if you uh, have not go take a look at our website and um, uh, the electronic giving or if you would like to you can uh, bring it into the office this week or mail it to us thank you for your support uh, in this time Like everyone else, we want to be able to be here for people. And and though the buildings are empty, we want to have them available for use. And I thank you for your generosity. Our
1: God is ever faithful and provides everything that we need. Let us praise the Lord through our giving that our offerings may be acceptable to God. God,
0: we offer you these gifts that that they might build up the work of your kingdom. Make us living witnesses to the way of your righteous reign. For the glory of your Son, Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you for your attention and your time. As you can tell, this is something we're learning too, and and I appreciate it. I want to try something a little different next week. uh, I'm going to it's an opportunity for me to learn some new skills as well. So um, if you do uh, some music, uh, uh, if you can sing or play an instrument, if you wanna play a hymn, send it in to me as a a video clip. I'm gonna try and put some together and have a, a, a compilation of all of us worshiping. I'd love it if you'd get Asher to do something.
1: I'll try. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, you'll see different people reading scripture and prayers, and um, I'll do a short meditation, but um, I, I, I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, this is an ever-changing situation. I know it will happen, continue at least through the end of the month. It might go on longer. We are talking about something a little bit different for Easter as well, because that's a really special time, and we want to celebrate Easter together if we can. Uh, but in the meantime, There are lots of ways that you can love your neighbor. Carrie's gonna share one with us now.
1: They might be because everything is moving so quickly and changing, but there may be an opportunity that Health and Human Services and the Senior um, Division is looking for people who can um, deliver meals for senior citizens who are homebound. Um, contact Health and Human Services if you are interested in this. Again, at the time of the recording, this is something that they may be looking for. It could change
0: later today. That, that, well, yes, it could change later today. But uh, call the church office and, and check your emails and uh, Facebook for the latest. We will be posting what we know as we can. Continue to put your prayer concerns on the uh, Prayer Concerns Facebook page or email them to Cindy so that, that we can lift people up in prayer. I'm also planning on doing something every day. I'm thinking about uh, next week we'll try morning prayer and um, look for it uh, in your, uh, on Facebook or on social media as well as in an email around 8 o'clock every morning. Luckily, I can schedule those things and, and uh, we can have prayer together. If you have other ideas, please let us know. This is, this is our worship. This is our time together, and I thank you. I want to thank all of these ladies for being here tonight, and um, uh, we will be putting this up. And we thank you for worshiping with us. Our final hymn is going to be Precious Lord, and it is in your worship materials. we be? We go out into the world to be God's people. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit keep you all in love. Amen.